0: imitators of the Lord yesterday during the football game I was on the sidelines there and it was an awesome football game by the way Um, our team showed a lot of tenacity and never gave up and so in the middle of this exciting game uh, one of the officials not the officials of the game but someone else on the sideline that I've seen a lot he turned to me and he said hey father I said, yes he said uh, I nine months ago my brother talked me into reading the Bible every day. And I just have to tell you, Father, it's changed my life. I was like, really? He said, I, I just, I had never really like read the Bible. And it made me think about my life and how I am as like a father and a grandfather. And he said, uh, I actually have called up my kids, each one of them and I apologize for things that I had done and said. And and I told each of my kids, I said, I I hope that you turn to God and you find Jesus and his love. It's really beautiful in the midst of just this busy day that that he could acknowledge, he took the time to acknowledge to me that, that he has discovered what matters most. Jesus today shares with this scholar who comes to ask him this question of what's, what matters most. What's, what's the greatest commandment in the law? And, it, and it's something that as Catholics, you know, as Christians, that you, you know, we've heard. We hear a lot because it's most important. <laughs> and we need to be reminded about what's most important often. And so we should be able to almost recite this. I won't ask you, but I, I could ask you. But right, what does Jesus say? He says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the greatest and the first commandment. And the second is like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. What, what does it look like to love God first? I, one, thing, one way I think about it, I was inspired by the 78 students who went on a retreat last weekend. I mean, not everybody was able to go, right, but for these 78 students, they said, I've got homework to do, there's college life to be lived, all this stuff, and they said, there's nothing more important than going on retreat and spending time with the Lord, and there were several, like, you know, you could put a little litmus test on whether it was worth it or not, but, like, at the at the end of the retreat, they put on a little dance music, and like literally every single person went to the dance floor and was just like having the time of their lives. Uh, and, I mean, usually we hit like eighty percent or eighty five percent, but like, anyways. Um, but it just goes to show that like that that there was a great joy and freedom that came from putting God first. One of our a new midnight speaker we had a few weeks ago. He was talking about like five hacks, five tips for college students. And one of them was when it comes to like time management and schedule, he's like, everybody has their philosophy on time management and schedule. He's like, I want to propose something to you. And his his proposal to us was start your every day with prayer. And and the more I've thought about it in the last month or so since he said it, it just resonates with me so much. He said, start your day with prayer. And I've realized when I was in college and even after college, I really enjoy praying at night. It's like all the work's done. I can just relax. It's a very calm time of the day. And so it's just great just to be with the Lord. And, and so I continue to pray at night, and I think everybody should, right? Um, that's what my mom taught me, and it's good for us, right? Uh, but... But I've learned the power of praying first thing in the morning. That when I start my day with the God who loves me, the God who's given me another day, the God who's the Prince of Peace, that it allows my heart to be filled with his peace, that the anxiety, the stress kind of fades away. Maybe I'm aware of important meetings I have that day. Maybe some difficult things that are going to happen that day. But, but in, the, in the midst of that, that, his peace is with me. And I'm reminded that I will not be going through this day alone. That God is with me. And that with the love of God in my heart, I can, I can love all the people that he puts in front of me that day. I, th- I think that's a part of loving God first. And, and, and what I love about it is, what's cool is, as I'm seeking to love God first, what I realize is how much he loves me. That's the paradox. Though I, I have to love God. And it's like, you don't get it. No, We, we get to love God. We, we get to put our, ourselves in a place where he loves me as I am. He reminds me of his care for me his yoke is easy, his burden light, that we are not alone, and it just, it helps me then to move through my day loving others as he loves them. That's hard, because Jesus, Jesus says no greater love has someone than to lay down their life for one's friends, that that in that day, I'm called to live courageously, I'm called to live respectfully, and, and to treat people with dignity. I had a conversation with a student recently that was it was really good and sobering um, she, she asked me um, she's an exchange student and she asked um, about like Christians and and how people throughout the world can use God as a reason to do really bad things and she even brought up like middle east and like what's going on there and people are fighting and they're calling it religion and all this stuff and and we had a really good conversation where i said i said my first comment is it's all a lot more complicated than we make it out to be it's not just about religion; it's about culture and land and history and anyways but 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 then she also pointed out times and christians and even people she knows personally christians who've been really rude, even racist to her, an exchange student, and, and it caused me to just reflect and I said, you know, that's, that's wrong. Um, Christians, we're supposed to be the ones who recognize the dignity of every human person and treat them with respect, and yet Christians cannot do that at times. And I even gave her a little confession myself. I said, you know, I didn't realize it, but I've I've been racist. She's like, Really? You a priest? I said, Well, for example, I probably could give lots of examples. I said, one example was I've I've always enjoyed like imitating accents. And I said, There's even people on TV that make money, the entertainers who do accents and imitate people. And I said, but but one day somebody came up to me, a courageous young person, and they said, Father, that's kind of racist. And I was like, what? It was like a light bulb. I was like, what? It, I'm not trying to be insulting. I'm not trying to be demeaning. And they're like, yeah, but. And so it's caused me to reflect on that. And I'm like, oh. I think, I think there's some truth in what the person was saying. That how we talk about those things. And I'm like, wow. And I'm so grateful for that person to bring that to my attention, that I want to be loving, I want to be charitable to other people, but but I know I'm also human and imperfect. And I need people like her to come to me and to bring it to my attention so that I can love better. I, I need the people around me to give me feedback so that I can learn to love better. And And I think yeah, I, I just finished a class on cultural sensitivity and for uh, my master's in counseling. And part of it they say is, how do we, how do we as a culture become more aware, more respectful? And it's like, we, we need people to give us feedback and say, I know you're not meaning to be mean or whatever, but that's a little insensitive. And it's like, huh. And to have the humility to say, let me, let me pray about that. Let me reflect on that. Uh, to learn from that. But I think if I, if I reflect on it, even if people imitate me, I mean they do say imitation is the highest form of flattery, but if, if people imitate me, or if, when I, I've gone to other countries, like if people were making fun of me, or making fun of my accent, like that doesn't, that doesn't feel good. And so it makes me think of the, the golden rule that we believe as Christians, right? To love others, to treat others, as we want to be treated. That's why in the first reading, when the book of Exodus, thus says the Lord, you shall not molest or oppress an alien, a foreigner, for you were once foreigners yourselves in the land of Egypt. That, That the Israelite people were not from Egypt, but they went there and they were enslaved and then the Lord brought them to freedom. And then the Holy Family, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, they also went to Egypt, they were refugees, they were foreigners. And so you could say that it's in our story, it's in our history of that you and I have been immigrants, you could say. And knowing that is like, wow, that gives me a greater tolerance for, for example, immigrants or the, the widow and the orphan or the poor, that, that this is my brother or sister and, and Christ thinks that they are worth dying for and that I am called to imitate him and love them like he does. I'm called to, to love him as he does. You know, what's, what's powerful about this kind of love and this charity, this kind of charity, is that it, it works. There's a, The Emperor Julian in the fourth century pointed out in his writings, he said, These Christians over here, if you notice, they're kind to strangers. They care for the deceased and they care for the poor. And this Christian religion is actually spreading because of their charity. So then this Emperor Julian says to his people, hey, by the way, we need to be more like them. That even though he's not Christian, even though he doesn't believe in that, he's very hostile, he was hostile to them, that he recognizes the goodness and the power of love. And so if we want to harness that power of love, to change the world for the better, and to build bridges between peoples who are in conflict, even beginning with our own families. It begins by opening ourselves to God and his love at the beginning of every day, to let his love permeate our hearts, to change our hearts, to become more and more like his son Jesus so that we can be imitators of the Lord.